understanding that money is simply a tool. It is simply a tool that you can utilize. When you learn to use the tool and you become comfortable with that tool, you can build some amazing things in your life and you can build some amazing things for your children's lives. If you're interested in how highly successful investors overcome limitations and become unstoppable forces of success, you're in the right place. The Conscious Investor Podcast features weekly conversations with real estate investing experts and delivers a Monday mindset episode to help launch your week with intention. If you believe success is for everyone willing to think, then do, these conversations will be your weekly rocket fuel. Conscious Investor, welcome back. I'm so excited about this episode. I have been looking forward to this episode for months now. Isn't that wild? So this is scheduled quite a while ago. And I knew the moment that I was like speaking with Tom at the last Pay It Forward event back in October of 2022, I was like, I got to have Tom on the podcast because I know Conscious Investor, you're going to connect with Tom. He's a gentle giant. And I really appreciate gentle giants. They're so underrated in life. And so he's got really strong words in a very kind way about him that just is so endearing. So Tom, I am so grateful for you and your time. Welcome to The Conscious Investor. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here, Julie. And yeah. I'd love to bring some wisdom and look forward to chatting with you. Well, I think we should dive on in because I think you are the person to have this conversation with when I think about serving the conscious investor. I'm like, Tom's going to be a great person to discuss. Like You and I've seen it. Remember all the good deals and oh my gosh, this is the best deal. And then now they're stopping distributions and things are all crazy and a tangled, snarly mess. And some passive investors right now are like, I don't know. I thought this passive investing thing was good and now I'm not sure. And let's just talk about it. Let's talk about good deals and how do we know if we're choosing correctly? (laughs) It's great because I think it's so important when you're investing, when you're looking at being that passive investor and you're looking to grow your finances, you're looking to create more for your family, knowing who you're dealing with spending a little extra time on getting to know those operators, the operators being the individuals that run the deal. They're the ones that are taking care of the asset management. They're the ones that are doing the underwriting and really not being rushed, not being pressured into something, but really taking your time and getting to know who they are and what their motivations are as an operating team. I think that's hugely important. And I think right now, more than ever, because we know the market has kind of contracted. There's a lot of nervous people out there. But we do know, I mean, if you look at market cycles, you have kind of the bottom. You have expansion, you have exuberance, you have hyper supply. So depending on the market where you're looking to invest, you may have hyper supply. You may just be questioning on what's out there. But then after that hyper supply, it can go on a downward turn. And at those downward turns at the bottom, you get nervous because you're not exactly sure what to do. But those are incredible opportunities to do really, really well financially for your economic future. So there's always time to buy, but there are special circumstances in that market cycle where it's great to buy. It's kind of like when you're playing Monopoly. I'll just bring this down to kid level for a second. You know, it's kind of like when you're playing a Monopoly and you get one of those chance cards and it's like, you just inherited. This is an opportunity where if you go about things in it, it's not chance, it's not Monopoly, it's not a game. 
I'm just having fun, conscious investor. It really is that opportunity when we execute well, there is a transfer of wealth. There is an opportunity to kind of expedite your portfolio and your financial well-being. You had mentioned, and I appreciate this, and this is why I believe we have such a strong alliance. And by the way, you need to come conscious investor to the forthcoming pay it forward event on the first, second week of April. So I think it's April 13th to the 15th. Thank you. I am like, the dates are not solid. We'll have a link down in the show notes, but you need to make sure that you come because Tom is going to be there. I'm going to be there. Amazing. It's going to be another awesome time. It's going to be absolutely amazing. And one of the things that I noticed is like, there was such an alliance in, in our thinking about things. And you just said it, motivation. What's the motivation of the operators? And so what does that look like? What does motivation mean to you? And what would a conscious investor potentially be looking for in the motivation of the asset managers and the operators? Sure. That's kind of a two-part question. What is motivating for me? Growing up, I always thought I was, okay, it'd be great to be have a bunch of money, have all this stuff. Well, as I grew up, that doesn't really mean a whole lot. Leading things don't mean a whole lot. They are just that. They're fleeting. They come and go. They can bring excitement and happiness at the time, but it's not this joy that's sustaining. So what is motivating for me is when I have the opportunity to speak to an individual that's looking to further their family. As you're investing and you love your career, you love what you're doing, but you don't want to spend the time taking phone calls or anything else. As an operator, you're taking somebody's trust and you're taking somebody's hard-earned money, something that they love to do, and you're applying that to create wealth for them, to create generational wealth for them. So that is incredibly motivating for me because somebody's putting their trust in me. My name, my reputation, my team's name, my team's reputation is on the line there. And that's the last thing that any of us want to do. And why is that motivating for you as an investor? It should motivate you to find out the character of the individuals that you're putting your trust in. It should be motivating for you and exciting for you that there are people out there that have the interest of doing well on your behalf. It's not just somebody out chasing dollars so they can get a bigger boat or a boat or whatever it is, snowmobiles, motorcycles. That cannot be the motivating factor of the operating team. And that's just something that I think it should be motivating to the individual investor that they can get out there, that they can put their trust, that there are quality, character-driven operating teams out there. And it takes time. It takes time to forge those relationships. And I know a conscious investor, it can feel like FOMO sometimes. Like, oh, I mean, my husband is Steve, conscious investor. You've heard him on the podcast. Like he's balanced for me. He will keep me balanced when I start to have that. Oh, I don't want to miss out on He'll keep me anchored down. And we only do that with our own personal money. We, you know, like where it's fun and it's so important to give yourself the time. I know, Tom, I mean, you're so grounded in what you do. And I know for myself, like I didn't invest in my first complex with outside investor capital for a year and a half as I was just scrutinizing every deal and saying, no, no, no. And it was so hard and I felt like I was missing out and it's turned out so beautifully during this contraction and these deals are performing beautifully and investors are getting distribution still. When we are patient and we develop and cultivate those relationships, the reward is lasting and we can sleep really well at night. 
Yes. I think it's important too is as an operating team, you as the investor, you need to know that they want to protect your asset. They want to protect Mm. what you're putting into the deal. And you should ask them, okay, worst case scenario, Mm -hmm. as an operating team, you break even. What's that break even point? And that should Mm -hmm. be a bold question. You as an investor that you should ask the operating team. They should be able to find that answer pretty quickly for you. So that's worst case scenario. You put in some money, you know for sure that you're going to get that money back. You got to feel protected. And as you said, Julie, you know, that takes time to develop that type of relationship. And you took about 18 months in order to put your money into a deal. We want as investors to do well with our money and make wise decisions. And as a conscious investor, that conscious investor wants to make the best choice possible for their family. So it does take time. It takes a gut check and uh, getting to know the team that you're dealing with. Mm, the intuition. Yeah. We invested passively quite quickly, but when it comes to bringing in outside capital, it's a whole different level of responsibility. So paramount to make sure those are calculated, extremely calculated decisions that we make. And I think as an operator, you should be a little nervous because if you see it as just a carefree thing, you shouldn't be that way. You should be a little anxious because you don't want to make mistakes and you want to do well. And that could be a really great indicator, conscious investor, as you are speaking with different teams. Do they feel cavalier? Do they feel confident, but humble and grounded and aware of the responsibility that they are carrying? That's really important. It is very important. And I think you said it, Julie, I think it was really cool what you said when you're speaking with teams. I think it's important to diversify. You as the investor, you don't want to put all your eggs into one basket. You want to be able to invest in diverse markets, in diverse asset classes with uh, diverse teams. That's a pretty smart way to go. I just recommend that. Feel out who you're working with. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting is that birds of a feather. And so I know there are times where I don't have an offering and our company is between opportunities, but we know that our investors need something. Sometimes you guys will reach out and you'll say, Hey, I need to deploy some capital. And I happen to be able to say, Oh, Hey, my friend Jens at Open Door Capital has this available. And you know who you are, conscious investor. Like I've done this multiple times in order to serve and support you. And so being able to have those relationships speaking with different teams because you don't know what your situation is when your money needs to be deployed and what deals they have at any given time. And so being able to take those opportunities means having multiple relationships. And one great way is, hey, you know, I'm careful about who comes on the podcast. So I mean, like reaching out to Tom, get to know Tom and his team, like having that conversation. I adore his wife. She's amazing. Get to know. (laughs) She's so awesome. (laughs) But getting to know people and then saying, Who else would you refer? Who else would you recommend? Who do you put your money? Where do you place your passive investments? Capital. And I think that's awesome too, because you as a conscious investor, when you are networking with different teams, you want to understand, okay, are they selfless? Are they looking for my best interest? Because like, okay, Julie, you're working a deal. I don't have a deal, but this conscious investor is looking to deploy some capital. Let's say it's coming towards the end of the year. I may Mm -hmm. not have that, but I can turn them over to you. Like you said, Mm -hmm. I think that is massively important because it is a team sport and you want to be able to understand that who you're being referred to is a quality individual and a quality team that's been successful. Mm -hmm. They have their track record. 
So I've been talking a lot recently about, well, Steve came on the podcast and in that episode, we ended up coming up with this phrase, reasonable excuses. And a lot of times people are making very reasonable excuses. And so on one hand, we've been discussing, okay, make sure that you're being slow, make sure you're being calculated and actually slow, really probably not the right adjective to throw in there, but make sure that you're being calculated and careful and conscientious in creating these relationships and establishing them at the same time. Sometimes conscious investor, you can use that as a reasonable excuse to not move forward and you will miss opportunity. There are a lot of reasonable excuses that people are using right now. I've got to keep this money in the vault at home. I've got to keep my liquidity because the sky's going to fall. We've heard a lot of very rational, reasonable excuses, but they're also going to hinder conscious investors from being able to move forward in a really powerful way. So maybe we should touch and maybe poke the bear a little bit and let's just speak to the reasonable excuses. Well, we all have them, regardless if (laughs) you're looking to invest or you're looking to go to the gym. We have excuses why not to do something. And fear, one of your favorite things is mindset that you love to discuss. And we have a fear of making a mistake. We have a fear of making that wrong decision by looking bad, whether it be pride. There can be contributing factors to what that fear is. Maybe you grew up with no money and you as a conscious investor, you're doing well, you're successful, you're in the job that you love, but you've built up this nest egg and you've never had it before. Someone, nobody in your family ever mm-hmm. had it before. So it may be the lack of knowledge and how to deploy that capital and exactly what to do with it. So that's what's beautiful about your podcast is that it is bringing wisdom and it's bringing knowledge and letting the conscious investor know that there are these opportunities. That fear is understandable. We all have these fears, but how's it said is that just your greatest victory, just on the other side of discomfort, just on the other side of fear. And some of the greatest successes that so many people have enjoyed in life are just on the other side of discomfort. And I think it's important for people to understand it's okay to be uncomfortable. It's okay to be fearful, but don't allow that to freeze you in your tracks because very little is accomplished at that point. Oh gosh. I'm like, preach it, preach it. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) And that fear, what I was seeing as you're talking about some of those fears, you're absolutely right. It could be that this is the first time your family, I mean, I've spoken with investors and I'm sure you have as well, where, which is probably why you could speak to that. You know, it's like, this is the first time anyone in my family has ever had this much money accumulated. And now I'm going to hand it over to you. And it can feel like this, a very big transition and parting, but it's not handing it over to anybody. It's entrusting it. It's investing it so that it can grow and multiply and have lots of money babies. Yes. In understanding, there were several years ago, I looked at money. It was a very personal thing. Growing up in my household, we didn't really have a lot. So money was always this thing out there. You didn't talk about it. What was it? You don't talk about politics, religion, and money, right? Yep. At the dinner table. But I spoke with a dear friend of mine. He kind of opened my eyes and maybe this could help the conscious investor is understanding that money is simply a tool. It's not this personal thing. It doesn't have feelings. It doesn't have any character to it. It is simply a tool that you can utilize as 
you're using a hammer to build a house, whatever. But when you learn to use the tool and you become comfortable with that tool, you can build some amazing things in your life and you can build some amazing things for your children's lives. And I just think that was powerful to me when I kind of looked at it a little differently. Money just being a tool that you can utilize. So money mindset is something that we've spoken about on the podcast because it's so paramount. I mean, how the relationship and our thinking surrounding money affects every part of our life, how we go to work, what kind of job we choose to do, where we choose to eat out, if we even choose to eat out, what grocery store we go to, where we fill up with gas, like every single part of our life is do our kids do this extracurricular or not? Like it impacts everything just because of how we think about money. Money, I think it gets caught up with image and status and everything. I've truly seen as the cooler, wealthier people that I come across. They do. They just see it as a mechanism to move themselves forward. It doesn't define them. And that measure of success, it's not a monetary value because what's success? That's different for anybody that you speak to. So you can be successful, again, by utilizing that tool and understanding it's an inanimate object that you can learn to use and you can learn to use it better and better to kind of move you towards your goals and your dreams. So paramount. So we talk oftentimes about our resources, time, talent, energy, money. And so I love to play board games. We play Settlers of Catan around our house and you have your resources. I guess I mentioned Monopoly earlier too. So I'm like, yes, I love board games. But when we look at the trades that we're making with the resources that we have, so many people are trading time, talent, energy all three of these precious, two of those are non-renewable resources <laughs> for one yep. that is completely renewable. And so it's a yes. tool to build and it's a resource that we can trade for. We can make more money. Yes. I think it's great because as the conscious investor, you don't have to know how to do it all. If you have available capital, you can trade that money and invest it for peace of mind and for consistent cash flow over a 10-year period for consistent, safe, constant cash flow that can help you. You can. It's amazing. It's so amazing how it works. And when you can break that emotional contact with it, it is, it just, it grows and it just duplicates. And the cool thing about it as a conscious investor, you're not taking phone calls. You're not sitting there worrying about what's going on. Am I going to get a phone call in the middle of the night because there's a broken toilet? You know, these operators and everything else, we're all in place to give you that peace of mind and to help you through this and to, again, help you towards your dreams and help that money grow, which is what you want it to do. But it's got to be put into action. That emotion tends to stay in motion. So when you put that money into action, it's going to grow. But when we keep it and we hold it, we're scared of letting it go. And I know my faith and everything else is the most important thing to me. And one thing that I feel God has taught me a long time ago, when you hold your hand open, and you allow it to go, you're going to see your hands filled up more and more because it comes and goes. It can't grow unless you let it go. Oh my gosh. Conscious investor. If you're watching on YouTube, you might see that I'm a little teary-eyed because that is an analogy I have used on this show so many times. Like We can't receive anything new if we are holding, and I'm encouraging you to do this once again, conscious investor, even if you're driving, one of your hands can do this because I know you drink coffee and everything else. So you can do this, just make a tight fist. And if I want to put like a stack of $100 bills into your fist, you can't grab it. Can't do it. 
So you got to have that open. And Tom, you and I share the same faith. It's like, God is so good to not just give you a little like crumb back, be like, oh, you're ready to open up. Okay, cool. Here's even more because it's going to overflow and trickle down to everybody else around you. Yes, it's so true. And how awesome that is. And the more outward focused we are, the more blessed we are and the more joy that we have, the more satisfaction we have in life. And I'll be honest, the happier family will be in so many ways because they see that characteristic and they see and you're teaching them an amazing lesson and amazing tools that they can grab onto and utilize the rest of their lives as well. They can. I love this. Okay. I have to ask you, I have to throw this idea out now. Conscious investor, you already know what I'm going to say. If you listen to the recent mindset episode, I just had this concept. I think we both like the outdoors and sometimes you're out in the wilderness and you'll come across one of those, just it's a little pond from runoff water, but it's now become a cesspool and a breeding ground for mosquitoes. And I was thinking about money that is sitting and is stagnant. It just becomes this like breeding ground. It's there and it doesn't actually, it doesn't become beautiful. It's not enhanced. But on that same hike, we can be out and we'll pass by a beautiful creek and the water is flowing and it's crystal clear. And when we allow money to flow, it does so much more and it's beautiful. It doesn't stop. It just keeps flowing. It's a great analogy. That's awesome. And it's so true. It does keep flowing. That's one of the reasons they call it cash flow. Yes. And Steve and I were talking about that. He's like, people aren't getting the flow part. <laughs> they want to keep it. They want to accumulate it, but you can accumulate it while, and it can boomerang back to you. <laughs> exactly. And it's a beautiful thing. And when it's done properly and it's when it's done with a selfless heart. I mean, again, money is a necessary evil in this world. We need it to operate. But there are so many different, so many cool ways and ethical ways to utilize that money. And it's just fun to do it. It's really fun. Again, I go back to the lessons that I've been able to teach my kids and friends of mine that have never realized the benefits of investing in real estate. And as a conscious investor, continue to listen to Julie, continue to dig in there and put yourself out there, build, be willing to be uncomfortable, take that step and get to know those operators because there's a lot of good ones out there. So many good ones and doing things well. And so some deals might be struggling for any number of reasons. And there are so many reasons that anything could be struggling at this time. Don't allow that to become a reasonable excuse to not take your next step forward because you don't want that mosquito infested area in your life. You want that. You just let the money flow through. As we begin to kind of wrap up, I'd love to know three is my favorite number. You get it as a person. We share faith. Like everything happens. I'm like, I love three. It works out really well for in every case in my life. And so I'm curious, what would be the three questions that you would ask anybody that you were going to invest with? And this is coming from you're an experienced, you're an experienced syndicator and operator and everything. Yeah. I would ask who's their team and how long have they been working together? And one of the reasons I asked that, actually, I think it was Terrence at the Pay It Forward conference, and he was talking about teams. And he said, typically teams break up after about roughly three years. There you have it. Three years. It's true. <laughs> and they go in different directions. So I think it's really important to find out how long they've been working together. Why? Because you want to see what their continuity is like. If they get along, that's a big thing. And because 
pride and character and personalities come into the picture and teams can go off in different directions. So that's one thing. Ask them what their motivations are. People can hit that on the surface, but really spend some time, have a few conversations and speak to the different individuals on their team. Don't just speak to one person, speak to different individuals because you may get a different point of view. You may get a different story because nobody wants to sit there and go, oh, our team's a train wreck. We can't do anything right nowadays. So you want to be able to kind of gauge those different conversations. I love that. I have some of you conscious investors. You've spoken with all of the different people that are part of any single deal. And I love that because I have confidence. And if someone is afraid and they're kind of holding on to you like, oh, no, it's okay. I can answer your questions. Maybe a bit of a red flag because you want to have that comfort and that ability to, well, I am a limited partner. I'm a partner in this opportunity. So I want to be able to talk to anybody on the team if I feel I need to. And I want to be comfortable with that. And if this person isn't letting me, what is that saying? What's really going on? And I can do that confidently. Like I know who I partner with. I'm so careful about it. It's like, please do call them. Please have a great conversation. You're going to love them as much as I do. (laughs) Awesome. And I think one of the best questions that you could ask an operator, write this down, conscious investor, how are you going to protect my asset? And how are you going to protect my funds that I'm putting into the deal? And if they're really not sure how they can answer that question, you may want to dig a little deeper. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that They're not a good team to go with, but that should cause you to ask some more questions. So if they talk about, okay, we've done our underwriting, we've done our due diligence. This is how we've done our due diligence. We've walked the property. We've communicated with five different property managers. These are different things that you want to ask an operator to ensure that you're comfortable, not too comfortable. We don't want to be too comfortable because that inhibits growth, but you want to be comfortable and have some trust in who you're dealing with. So ask them, how are you protecting my asset, my money? These are really good questions and they might seem basic, but listen carefully to those answers. Listen with your whole presence, your whole being, because when you're fully present, you can start picking up on some things that are not spoken with the words, not even, it could be over a phone call, but you can start to hear things just by being very intentional with your listening. And so be fully present when you are on that phone call. Again, I know I said it before, but there are some amazing teens out there that are doing some amazing things that truly have your best interest at heart. They want to do well. It's a win-win situation for everybody, but they do have your attention at heart when they're making decisions to move forward with the property. And it's true. There are so many. Always choose wisely and choose people that you're aligned with. But there are a lot of great options out there. And I will say one thing that I do is I always make sure that like in partnerships, I don't know if you've ever had this. This will be my curious question of this episode, I suppose. There have been times where there are people that I really like, but and maybe I've been invited into a deal, but I actually feel that I don't have a voice or I might feel a level of intimidation. And I have actually not participated. I've not joined hands and linked arms into deals with them because I'm like, if I feel intimidated on this side of things, it's not going to get any better, girl. Like if I feel a hesitation of, I mean, and super rockstar, amazing people, but if I don't feel that 
I can speak up and be present and have a voice. Yikes. So there could be a lot of reasons to not participate, but have you ever had a situation where you're like, you know what, this one just isn't for me for whatever reason? Yes. And I think one of the reasons you just kind of lent it to is that you have people that can be pretty dominating. They enjoy being the smartest one in the room and they may be brilliant, just a quality group of people. But there was just something there. Like you check, there was something there that just didn't feel right. They've done a this other team. They did amazing deals, huge deals and everything, but they're just something wasn't right. And so I walked away and it, it just didn't feel right. And long story short, I'm glad I did. Again, great folks just wasn't the right time and the right fit. Yep. It happens. And every no is a yes. And so we always have to saying yes to the next opportunity and the next freeze up some time. Like, okay, well, as soon as we park our car somewhere, it could be parked there for a while. If you're in a deal, you're going to be parked for a while. want to be careful. Yeah. Yeah, And I think a lot of people jump into situations because like FOMO, that fear of missing out, and they just want to get into a deal. As a conscious investor, just be aware, take your time to make great decisions. I love it. Conscious investor, you need to schedule a time to talk with Tom. Like, Just make sure that you do yourself that favor because you can see there's so much there is just in sync. And so I love it when I have fellow investors who have such a shared mindset and it's just it's wonderful. And I'd highly recommend that you schedule a phone call because you never know who has what and when you need to deploy capital. So you need to have those conversations and you need to start them early so that you do know what your options are and to get familiar and to have the time to cultivate that relationship. So Tom, what's the best way for people to connect up with you? Yeah, there's a couple different ways. One, probably the best way is through my email, tom at jcoreinvestments.com. That's J-C-O-R-E investments.com. And you could also go to our website at jcoreinvestments.com and you can follow the links on there and contact me. And I would love to hop on a call. So you can go right on there, schedule a call through Calendly, and we can link up. I'd love to chat with you. So make sure that you do that. And actually, here's something that's even better. Come see us. Come yeah, see Tom and I at Pay It Forward in the yeah. teens, around the 13th. That we can, I'm like, what are the dates again? That's Please right. tell yeah, 13, me. April 13th to 15th. Okay, make sure. Now, here's some perks. You get to like see Tom and meet him in person. You get to meet his amazing wife. You're going to meet like a ton of my other favorite investing people that are so like-minded. And like, it's almost this concentration of investors that you are going to feel so in sync with it's going to be surprised. Other events are really great and they feel amazing to attend, but the pay it forward is almost like extracting a bunch of conscious investors and putting them in a smaller conference setting. And it's so intimate and you're able to really get to know people. There's so much time to actually develop those relationships, which is so important. And as a bonus, the best pastries in Denver, you just walk out your hotel room. And they're different every day. Take a right. (laughs) I will take you there myself. And then they're pretty darn good. Yeah. I seriously definitely put on a solid five pounds at the last event. And their lattes are like the best froth, the best thing. And conscious investor, you know, I love food. And so amazing people all concentrated together, people that you will feel very like minded people. 
from lots of different investing spaces, but focused on multifamily, but investing in different parts of the country and such and in different capacities, because there are lots of ways to invest in apartments. So come, you'll learn, you'll develop relationships, and you're going to have amazing food. Absolutely. We'd love to see you. Check it out. Payitforwardmastermind.com. You can go on there to register. Until next time, Conscious Investor, you know, adventure belongs on the trail, not in your investing and not in your personal life. So if you need support in any capacity to grow your financial health, then make sure you schedule a call to talk with me. If you need help with performance coaching because you're like, golly, I want to grow. I'm stuck. I've got fear. I've got FOMO. Schedule a time to talk with me. Okay. Threekeysinvestments.com. And until next time, live big, love bigger, and do great things. What's the big deal about investing in apartments? Why is it better than investing in a slew of single family homes? I've compiled a lot of information on why investing in a multifamily, also known as apartments, will help you reach your investment goals. Head over to threekeysinvestments.com and download the Why Invest in Multifamily guide today.